Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for tuning back into another segment. Today, I have a very special guest in the hot seat with me, and her name is Jody Millward, all the way from Australia. But let me tell you a little bit more about Jody. She is what she likes to call an accidental entrepreneur. Like many women, she didn't want to return to nine to five office gig after having kids. So she started her first business as a private investigator. Obvious choice, right? But after nine years, seven figures in revenue and much government red tape, it was time to move on. And she stumbled into social media and paid traffic world. From her first client in 2014, making $12 per hour to generating over seven figures in revenue six years later, she lived and breathed digital marketing. As a freelancer, subcontractor, in-house, agency, owner, consultant, speaker, educator, and mentor. And you'll find out more why Jody does what she does. So without further ado, let's bring on this woman on the move, Jody Millward. Hey, Genesis. Well, thanks for having me on the show today. I'm excited to just chat with you about life and business and, and this journey. Like you said, you put your hand up there from like having kids to not wanting to go back to the nine to five and, you know, break the mold of the status quo and doing your own thing. Absolutely. And I feel like not just we as women, but I think everyone as a whole, um, from the outside looking in, we see that, you know, nine to five is not what it's cracked up to be. And a lot of people have since transitioned here in the States, we have what is called the great resignation. But before we dive into there, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. So I'm sure you know what's next. I do. So there are two options you can choose from Jody, either an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. Emphasis on rapid. We're going rapid. Okay, here we go, y'all. We're playing rapid fire with Jody at Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question numero uno. Number one, if you could trade places with anyone in the world, would you trade places or remain yourself? I'd remain myself for sure. Question two, favorite color? Blue. Question three, what is your favorite Aussie dish? Oh, favorite pavlova. (laughs) Ooh, okay. I'm not familiar with pavlova. So tell us what pavlova is. So pavlova, it's a meringue. You're familiar with meringue? Yes, like lemon meringue. (laughs) Well, it's a bit different. So it's all whisked up egg whites and an ideal pavlova. Um, you get this nice, crispy, crusty, sugary shell, and then you get this soft, gooey meringue on the inside. And then we smother it all with cream and typically like a fruit salad, like with mango and passion fruit, kiwi fruit, strawberry, all that kind of good stuff. And chocolate on top as well. <laughs> Ooh, now you make me hungry. I definitely have to try that whenever I make it over to Australia. Question four, would you rather a dream car 
dream home or hell let's go big and have both oh my gosh go big have both question five if you could hop in a time machine and give your younger self a piece of advice what would it be um oh, i don't overthink things question six what made you say eh, no longer am i going to be subjected to the status quo Oh, it was like we were talking about before when kids came along. Question. <laughs> okay, you ready for this one? This is question okay. seven. What okay. is one piece of parental advice you would give to a new mother or father? Ah, oh, okay. I would say, let me make sure I get it right. Finger paint more and point the finger less. Mm, okay that's the first time I heard that one finger paint more and paint the the no and point the finger less that's right be present have fun mm, okay I'm gonna do that question eight are you a coffee tea or something else coffee coffee man I think it what it's like 7 a.m here I'm under my third coffee already <laughs> question nine you get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three for today? Oh, okay. Random acts of kindness. Right. Okay. So I would let somebody else go in front of me at the checkout line. Um, I would, well, gosh, what's that other one? Um, a nice one to do would be pay it forward and buy someone's coffee at the coffee shop. And another thing would be actually here at home. Um, and what's something I could do for the kids or the family? um if it's my son's day to wash up I'd wash up for him nice and question 10 it is our pass or play question and here are the rules Jody. if you pass you get to ask me a question if you play I ask one last question to wrap up fire so do you want to pass or play I'm gonna pass and I'm gonna ask you a question okie dokie what's your question Okay, so when you went through your transition of, you know, where you lost your job after having all those qualifications and everything great you were doing, what was the main thing that inspired you to take action and forge your own path? So losing my dad before I lost my job um, definitely inspired me because I was already going through the grief journey. And I said to myself, you know what, my dad was a big influencer in my life and now that he's no longer here I wanted to you know keep holding the torch and say hey dad I'm doing it for you even though I was going through grief since my dad died suddenly um, due to medical negligence and then also I knew that I wanted to leave some form of legacy whenever I became a mother which after all the losses I found out I was pregnant after trying so now I get to you know leave a legacy for my daughter Awesome. Love that. It's, um, it's such challenging circumstances as well. Grief and then also your world falling apart from losing your job. And but you scooped yourself up and, and here you are. Awesome. Thank you. And so audience, I hope you learned a little bit more about Jody. So that concludes the get to know you part of the segment. And now we're going to dive into the work that Jody is doing now. So she's very successful in you know, digital marketing. And I'm sure she knows about SEO, which is search engine optimization, 
how to really get yourself out there to be seen and to be heard, but not to fall in with the crowd, but to set yourself apart. So Jody, tell us what made you make the switch from a private investigator into digital marketing? Well, it was an obvious career choice, right? <laughs> so, well, it all began, like, you know, going back to the story of like having the little kids. So three little kids under the age of four. And it was like, what am I going to do that's going to be family friendly? So I went out to and thought I'll be a teacher's aide. Okay, so that way I'll work school hours, everything will be great. But, you know, your kids still get sick during school hours. There's still things that need to be done. And then I was there in the playground and I was surrounded by 50. That's five, zero, screaming five-year-olds. And I was like, this is not the gig for me, right? <laughs> what, did, what did I think? So I was like, what can I do online? So that led me down the path of, you know, home-based business and the private investigator route. So no um, spouse busting, no sort of car park stakeouts. It was just skip tracing, finding people that, you know, the government had taken their money and getting it back to them. Um, and so then, you know, there was a lot of red tape coming into things. So it was time for something new. So um, I just fell into the world of Facebook ads. I started doing um, a white label weight loss product. Um, and from there, I discovered uh, Facebook and Facebook marketing and the potential that it has to help anybody play with the big boys like Coca-Cola and Nike and everything. Because you can do Facebook ads for just a dollar a day and be seen as a significant brand, as a significant authority. So there's the opportunities there, not just for you as a business owner to grow and build your business on Facebook, but for service providers to learn how to do Facebook ads, run Facebook ads for these businesses, because quite often, um, you know, like uh, established businesses, they still may not have any idea about fa um, Facebook marketing, digital marketing. They're doing a lot of old school, but still tried and true systems and processes, but they haven't incorporated Facebook and digital marketing into their marketing platform. And, and like I've consulted with um, an Australian restaurant chain with multiple franchises, they've been around for ages, you know, however many millions of dollars, tens, hundreds, whatever. Um, and I consulted with their digital market, or their marketing manager, and they were familiar with Google and such but not at all with Facebook. So I've had people say, you know, to students of mine, well, why would a big company hire like you? Like, you know, they're a big company. They can do whatever. It's because that person doesn't know Facebook ads. They don't have the time themselves to be able to, you know, stay up to date with everything and go through the hoops and figure everything out. So getting someone on board who actually knows and specializes in Facebook ad is a very appealing option to them to fast track their journey or even outsource to you. So um, I think I went off track there a bit, but hopefully I've answered the question. <laughs> yes, you did. And so it sounded, so I'm going to recap. So it sounded like whenever you were doing the private investigation route, it was just something that was tugging at you and you wanted to do something more that was interesting and appealing, but then you could also kind of have the reins to do what you want to do and not be told by having, you know, red tape and rules and regulations and et cetera. So you were able to tap into your own creativity, but also 
control the reins yourself by tapping into Facebook ad space. And it gave you leverage to compete with some of the big brands. And once you became proficient in it, you started teaching others how to rinse and repeat and do what you're doing. Would you say that's a good summary? That is an amazing summary. Let me just say, <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, absolutely. So um, living to the beat of my own drum, having that freedom to be able to work from home around my family, and then also um, the income that you could I can generate from being able to be this service provider and running Facebook ads for people because when you help people to grow their business um, and increase their revenue, it's an extremely valuable skill set that um, can pay very well. So question for you, Jody. So with so many social media platforms these days, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, dot, 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 do you still feel like Facebook ads is the prominent way to go or should people diversify to be seen on other platforms? Because we know each platform has its own algorithm and its own pool of avatars. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like you just said there, it's got its own avatar. So the key is, um, where is your audience? So while Facebook has uh, 2 billion um, active monthly users or daily users, (laughs) that's eluding me at the time, a lot of people are logging into Facebook every day. So uh, Facebook isn't going anywhere. A huge part of, you know, like 98% of the income from Facebook is actually coming in from Facebook ads. So rest assured, Facebook ads aren't going anywhere and Facebook will be doing all that it can to provide an amazing user experience for people to keep them on the platform. So all of that, though, like you said, where is your avatar hanging out? Okay, so if you were wanting to target like, for example, um, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. They may be there on Facebook. It may be a bit harder to catch them because, like, typically they're not going to be doing work there on Facebook. However, that's where they might jump onto Facebook to see what their daughter, son, brother on the other side of the world is getting up to and connect with family and friends. And that's when you would be jumping in front of them. Otherwise, LinkedIn may be a great place for you to get to your audience. Okay, so knowing who your audience is and where they're hanging out. So typically, they will be on uh, Facebook at some point. You've just got to um, have great copy and creative so that when they are in there, um, your ad is standing out to them in the newsfeed. Awesome. So thank you so much for for sharing that because I know it takes a lot of preparation to just make sure that aesthetically what you're putting out is gravitating to the person that is scrolling by because you want them to stop, look, and read versus just keep scrolling. And I'm not an expert in that area, but I know you are. So my other question to you, Jody, is there's so many new entrepreneurs out there, whether they're a solopreneur, a mompreneur, or just a regular entrepreneur or et cetera. And they're like, okay, I want to be seen. How can I get myself and my product in front of millions? And it's not to the point where they want to go viral. They just want people to know about their brand, brand awareness, brand identity without getting caught up in the masses. Awesome. Yes, that is a great question. So when it comes to Facebook ads, you got to look at like what your objective is, right? A lot of people that just go out, they want to make sales. And yes, 
That's what we want to do with our advertising and marketing, obviously, and business. We need to make sales. However, there, um, when Facebook ads, I think, and digital marketing came along, a lot of people just forgot about the um, uh, the the foundations of good marketing, right? And that is like building up that awareness and that trust and authority and positioning yourself as the leader in your niche. And they all jumped over, want to run conversion campaigns to get sales straight away. So come over, opt in for the webinar. Here's the offer, the thing to buy. Or here it is going straight over to the sales page. Now that works, right? But you're probably looking at about maybe a 1% to 5% of people who would opt in would actually purchase. So there's still this um, 91 to 99 to 95% of people that aren't in that stage where they're ready to purchase. Well, what about them? They're still ideal potential clients. So this is where, and I do have a strategy, and this is where any business, any business can and should be using this strategy. I call it the client attraction code, where it's just like I said for earlier, for a dollar a day, you can be getting out in front of your ideal audience. So the key is that you put out like a video that is engaging content that's going to draw them in, pique their interest and start to position you as that authority. So from there, there's a couple of campaign objectives. One, I would do a video view campaign. So if you're used to Facebook or if you're not used to Facebook, go in, have a look at Ad Manager. You'll see there's various campaigns campaign objectives based on what your goals may be. So I'd have one that's a video view campaign that Facebook is going to send that to people who are likely to watch a video. Then I'd have another one that's an engagement campaign and Facebook will send that out to people who are likely to engage. Then you do your targeting, right? So I want to target people who are interested in Shark Tank, for example. So I put that as an, in as an interest. So Facebook is going to say, aha, you want to show this ad to people who are interested in Shark Tank, so typically maybe entrepreneurs, and um, and we're going and they're like likely to watch a video. Sure, here's this audience. Oh, you want to show it to people who are interested in Shark Tank and they're going to engage with your post. Awesome, we'll send them this video. So from there, you can build up and you create what we call custom audiences. So you can create an audience of someone who's watched as little as three seconds of your video up to 100%. And so obviously, if you create an audience of people who have watched 50, 75 or 100% of your video, that's a high intent audience. They've been pretty interested and engaged in your content. So, but anyway, from three seconds, you can create that retargeting audience, what we call retargeting, as well as the engagement campaigns. So going out to people who are likely to engage, you can create a customer audience of people who have engaged with your page. And you can do that for all the way up to 365 days. So you can build a massive audience. I tend to do it in stages, like I'll create a 30-day audience, 60-day and 90-day. So that from the video views and the engagement campaigns, we can then, what I call what we call retargeting. So they've watched this, they've engaged with the page. Now we're going to show them this content piece. Okay, we have a few content pieces that just rotate around in the next 30 days. And then we say, great, now we want to move them on to see this piece of content in the next 30 to 60 days. So it's, they're going into uh, an invisible evergreen funnel. They watch this first content piece without them realizing, having to click off Facebook, go anywhere, subscribe to anything. They then are in this invisible funnel where they'll see these content pieces. 
and these content pieces and these content pieces. So like you said, it's not so much about going viral. That's going to go to a lot of people who are not interested in what you do and, um, you know, won't come on board as clients. But by putting these content pieces out, speaking to who we want to speak to, then we keep engaging with them. We've got that visibility that's going out there every day in the newsfeed and like this whole strategy up to 90 days, you can do on $10 a day or less. And you can be getting out to thousands and thousands of people every day who are potentially your ideal customers, building up your the brand awareness, the loyalty, positioning yourself as the authority with this audience. Um, and the beauty of that is you don't have to get makeup ready and get on social media and wondering what I'm going to post every day because your post, you, you've got that out there in your ads. And that's one of the big things. It's like if you create any sort of social media, and you do the post and you go, oh, man, didn't get, you know, got two views and thanks, mum, for, you know, being one of those. So putting just a dollar a day behind your um, your social media posts, your organic posts or emails, popping that into an ad and putting a dollar a day behind it, people are then going to see it and get that chance to engage with it. So it's a great way to combine like your organic socials, amplify them with Facebook ads, and you're consistently seeing there in the newsfeed. And thank you for taking the time to explain everything because what I'm hearing is by putting out the video and then getting them to watch the video, then you're leading them to engage in more content that you have. So that's the next step. So it's like a click bundle and you're getting them to build that know, like, and trust factor to the point where you're leading them up to that big ticket item. So you start with that low hanging fruit and that's working up to that big ticket item where they said, okay, I want you to coach me. I want you to be the digital marketing person for my business. I want you to consult me or et cetera. But if you don't take some money and put it back into your work, then you may not have high visibility as you hope. Instead, you'll be posting feeds, reels, videos on a daily basis but they may not necessarily be going out to your ideal avatar but if you take that and you take one video purpose it into a facebook ad pay for that ad and then create who you want that ad to go out to then you're tapping into your ideal avatar and they're becoming part of your community and we see how the synergies can begin to take root is what i'm hearing Absolutely. It's like, um, you know, people, companies will spend big dollars on TV campaigns, right? Just for that brand awareness and that authority. Um, they can't really track unless they've got like a specific phone number that they use in their ads, but they can't really track how many people have seen this and what the, um, you know, conversion rates are. With Facebook ads, we do have that ability. We can see exactly how many people saw this ad, um, what percentage of video they watched of this ad, and then how many people are getting seen for the following ads in our campaigns. So, um, yeah, so it's going back to the, the foundation of marketing and just building up that awareness and interest and affinity with your audience so that when they are ready to purchase, you are the one that is front and center of mind because you've been in the newsfeed every day. 
Amazing. Yeah, because people are always going to remember you. And the more you're seen and heard, the more they'll be like, aha, that's the lady for the job or aha, that's the man for the job. And the good thing that I've been seeing now is Facebook ads are now making their way over to Instagram. So if you run an ad on Facebook, you could see it on Instagram. And sometimes that person may not necessarily have an Instagram profile. But once you click on sign up or click here, it takes you back over to Facebook. So that's really neat. Yeah, well, the two platforms are in one. There are some, and typically when you're creating your ad, you'll say, where do you want the placements to be? And you've got all the selections. So you've got Facebook, you've got Newsfeed, Stories, um, uh, Explore. Like there is like, seriously, it's like this long <laughs> of all the options. And then there's the Instagram, various placements as well. So there's some restrictions on various placements, like a video can only be this length here or it needs to be this format here, et cetera. But that's fine. You can just customize and tweak and you can actually in one ad and one ad set, you can actually have, here's the placement for Instagram. Here's the placement for feeds. Here's the placement for all of them. Okay. Stories, etc. So yes, it gets them out everywhere. And so again, the same thing when you have your content on Instagram, as long as it's um, not a personal account, if people engage with your content there, then that retargeting audience that I said of that people who have engaged with your page, you can create a custom audience of people who have engaged with your Instagram uh, profile there as well. So if anyone engages with you on Instagram, they go into that retargeting audience and yes, they're getting fed out those ads on Instagram or Facebook or even there's um, audience network, which means that it's off of Facebook. So someone could be on a CNN website and that's Facebook's um, audience network where your ad could be seen there. That's interesting. I had no idea. So I'm learning lots. And I'm definitely going to have to have you back for a part two, Jody, because I wanted to ask about the importance of SEO and metadata. But I know we don't have time to dive into that today. So what I want to do here is ask you to share something with the audience that I may not have asked you. Or we could jump into the CPA, which is the call to action part of the segment where you give our audience your call to action. And it's up to them to do their due diligence, their homework, and learn something new and report back to you or get connected inside of your pipeline. Okay, awesome. Okay, so one thing is before you launch a Facebook ad, before you even go into Ads Manager and you put in the copy for your ad, go over and look at Facebook's policies for Facebook ads, okay? You can just Google Facebook ad policies. It will take you to the website because I know so many people who have just gone to launch an ad and their ad account is shut down, disabled before they even hit publish, right? Because as long as you've got words in there, Facebook's monitoring it. And if it's stuff that is not compliant, it will get shut down. So number one thing, always check the policies, make sure it's compliant, like, you know, health and wellness, weight loss is always a big area, how to make money online. That's another huge one as well. So there's lots of policies that you need to abide by and be careful with your ad copy. Now, it's not just your ad copy. It's also the landing page that you are sending traffic to. So if you are doing an opt-in, sending people over to sign up for something, Facebook also spiders that landing page. 
So make sure that page is compliant too, because if your ad gets disapproved, it may not be the ad. It may be the landing page. Typically with Facebook these days, you get the notification of like, this is not compliant because, you know, you're promoting MLM or something like that. Or it might say because you're landing page. But every now and then they get it wrong, right? They'll give you the wrong kind of excuses, just the bots going crazy. So that's that one part of information. And then if people want to know more information or if they're wanting to, um, let's see, uh, learn more like about that client attraction code strategy, you can just head to my website, jodymillwood.com and have a look around there. If you've got any questions there, if you're, you know, in that health and wellness space or in something that may be an interesting kind of category, let me know. I do have a Facebook group. So actually, if you go to Facebook ad policies, here you go. The, the CTA has just dropped. Go to Facebook ad policies, Google that, have a look. If you've got a question about those policies, head over to my Facebook group. I've got a free Facebook group for ad managers. Um, it's jodymillwood.com forward slash group or ad manager adventures over there in Facebook. Head over there and drop the question that you have from the policies if something has come up for you, if you need some further qualification uh, clarification, and we'll be able to answer that for you. I love it. So y'all, you definitely have to do your homework. That's part of the call to action and research what you are about to post. So that way you're not posting something in vain. And Jody's contact information will definitely be in the show notes. So all you need to do is read, scroll on down and tap in with Jody. Make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. If there's anything else that you want to learn here, a topic you want to have, in this community, feel free to message me at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp at gmail.com. It's easy to remember because it's the full name of the show at gmail.com. And Jody, I want to thank you so much for all the value that you brought into the community today in this short amount of time. Because man, it was like drinking from a fire hose. So audience, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it because you can definitely stand out amongst the masses. You don't have to be swallowed up in this big sea of social media. Go out there, create a copy, read the policy, and then post it. So until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and never stop dreaming because the minute you stop dreaming is the minute you're dead. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.